everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Hey, Dr. Whitnell. I have, a, I have a big philosophical discussion for us today. Mm, juicy philosophical questions. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. people are tuning in. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Um, the concept of resignation versus acceptance. And, and we might get a little somatical here. Um, but in, in my estimation, really identifying what is um, uh, the accepting reality, so to speak, is a far better strategy than hating it and resisting it. Mm. Um, I get into, um, conversations with clients who, um, you know, will, will ruminate a lot about their past or about an event that happened in their past that they feel very ashamed of maybe, or, um, they feel guilty or disappointed in themselves. And they'll, they'll kind of think about that over and over and over and over again. And I would, I point out, you know, often that this is in the past and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. you know, and that by kind of grinding against this and replaying it over and over and over and over again in your mind, um, that is kind of driving depression symptoms because you're constantly kind of haranguing yourself for this. So how do you get good accepting that that is what happened? The past is the past and that's, that's what happened. Um, and accept that rather than hate it. And, and clients almost look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. And they're like, what do you mean? I, I have accepted this. It is in the past. I understand that. But man, I hate, why, why did I do that? What, what in the world was I thinking? And I can't believe that that happened again. You know, they'll go right back into the hating it part. Yeah. So are you, are you saying that that's, that's what re resignation is acknowledging something difficult, but hating it and still being resistant to it as opposed to ex acceptance, which is, which is what, like, what's the, what's the, what's the distinction here? <laughs> I think, I think that's what I see is that a lot of people, when we talk about acceptance, they get it. They get the idea, the concept that they, there are things that you've got to accept in life. The, I, the, the idea of resignation, though, is almost this like, yeah, I accept it, but I absolutely hate it. And I'm going to remind myself of it all the time. Mm. It's like this. Um, it's, it's like this, man, I just can't um, leave that alone. You know, I'm going to constantly grind against that thing no matter what. And yeah, that's my acceptance. They're like, yeah, I accept it. It happened. I hate it so bad. I'm, you know, and to me, acceptance has very little judgment around it. It's, it's just what is. Gotcha. Right. It, and it's just a fact. It's, it's neither good or bad. You know, that event, as awful as it, as it was for you in, in your history, now just is. Mm -hmm. there, there is no good or bad about it. It just is. Yeah. 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 So for you, resignation is, is a useful label to describe people who, at least on some level, acknowledge something, but they, they just, it's like an itch they keep scratching. They just keep going back to it and in an unhelpful way. Whereas for you, more healthy acceptance is you acknowledge that thing and then you leave it alone, <laughs> right? You don't <laughs> continually kind of replay it for yourself because it's, it's, unproductive. It's unhelpful. Yeah. Or judge it or, um, rail against it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like 
hating that a mountain is in a certain location. You know, it, you can do that. I don't know how many times a day you want to remind yourself that you hate that, that that mountain is right there and you wish it were somewhere else. And to yeah. me, it's, it's, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing to be, why would you hate that a, a mountain is right there? It just kind of is the way, where, where it is, you know, there's, it may not work for you in some way, right. you know, but that doesn't mean it's a good mountain or a bad mountain. It's just, yeah. it is. Yeah. So there's almost two dimensions here that it, it involves both judgment and um, like activity, right? With resignation, yeah, it's highly judgmental. This thing is bad, right? Shouldn't be the case. And mm-hmm. you, you continue to stay involved with it, right? right. Whereas if I hear you, acceptance is more, it's both in an agnostic way, just acknowledging that it is good, bad. I don't know, but it just, it is, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to play the game of, is it good or bad? Right. Just, it just is something. And once I've acknowledged it, I'm not really going to revisit it that much. Exactly. That would be a really good distinction. And a lot of people confuse the two, I think. Yeah. Um, that by somehow acknowledging that something is, um, by itself should be enough. Never mind the fact that they're going to resist that mm. and hate it. And then frequently remind themselves that they hate that and it shouldn't be the way it is. Yeah. I see this a lot with um, people who have traumatic experiences in their history of varying mm. degrees. You know, could be something super major like chronic sexual abuse as a kid, just down mm-hmm. to something a little bit more minor. Like, you know, I was really interested in sports as a kid and neither of my parents were and like that always kind of hurt, you know? And and Mm -hmm. so there's Mm -hmm. this, but then is it, but that continues to be a thing in their life, right? Like where they, they're, they're talking, they're 55 years old and they're talking to me about how they, it it still hurts them that their dad didn't play baseball with them more or something when they were a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So would you say that that, that, is a situation where someone has, they're resigned to the fact that that happened, but they, they continue to kind of look at it in these sort of moralistic terms and continue to revisit it. And that really what would be more helpful is sort of accepting that it is what it is. I didn't like it and I still don't like it, but it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not going to continue to dwell on that going forward. Yeah, I think that would that would be that would that would fit maybe that that maybe that individual um, you know felt uh, neglected or unloved or or um, passed over somehow, and that that's probably what they're replaying that this mm-hmm. has happened and and that that and then and then maybe even that because of that you know they're not good enough and they were you know not able to do go on to do this and that or something yeah. like that. Um, and there's usually kind of a theme to that ruminative um, pattern. Um, yeah. And, and, and sometimes uh, traumatic instances, you know, there is a lot of uh, remembering, ruminating kind of thing that, that um, necessarily might fulfill that kind of uh, rehearsed um, part of resignation where yeah. it's, they know they it's happened, but there's a lot of rehearsal involved in it. And it's very hard to kind of accept, Ooh, that has happened and it's in the past. And, and that's, that's something that a lot of trauma work includes is a, is an element of that. Can, um, can you stop replaying this in your own, in your mind? And, and a lot of trauma therapy is aimed at kind of helping people um, accept rather than be resigned to. What do you yeah. make of the idea in, in my experience, one of the big obstacles to 
acceptance and, and really letting something go um, is the question of why. Like the, the people who have the hardest time genuinely accepting mm-hmm. something and letting go, they have this almost compulsive need to understand why some bad thing happened. Why didn't my that, parents love me the way I wanted to be loved? Why mm. did this person abuse me? Like, why did, you know, I grow up with a learning disability? Why, 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 why? Right. Sure. And, and which is very understandable, right? Trying to understand Perfectly why normal. things happen yeah. is something like we do all the time in life. And it's usually, you know, very helpful, a good thing. But there is this quality of, for people who in a healthy way, accept something and move on. They have this ability to just at some point say, I'm, I'm not going to keep asking why I don't know for sure why this happened, or there, there are probably reasons that I will never understand. And like, I am willfully just not going to ask why anymore. I'm leaving something on the table. And that seems especially hard for some people. Um, what do you, what do you you think of that? No, I think that's a brilliant point that, that asking why is such a, a natural, um, thing to do in response to anything, you know, as a human, you're constantly kind of looking for reasons about why something is happening um, so that you can be a better predictor of what will happen probably. So it's essential maybe even to our, our functioning that we do that in some way. Um, but it might be a, um, a problem in identifying when that uh, questioning has gone too far. There are, there, there are just many things in life that cannot be answered. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're unwilling to accept that, and you're teaching yourself that you need to know why in order to be okay with something, then that's going to be a difficult road to hoe, so to speak. Um, like the always... idea that, that, man, there's, there's just some things you're never going to know the answer to. And how do you adjust um, and respond to those situations in a way that's healthy for you when the, the, the reasons why don't even make sense? You know, that's the other thing. Sometimes people really kind of do know the reasons, but they don't make sense. For example, um, once a year or so, I'll get someone whose parent uh, maybe committed suicide mm-hmm. and they'll want to know why. Yeah. And, and sometimes there, there is some indication they, they, they were financially overwhelmed or they talked to people before, but it still doesn't make enough sense. Right. You still want to ask well, why though? Yeah. That can't be a good enough reason there. It has to be yeah. another one, you know? And um, so maybe it's just a matter of, understanding that um, it's perfectly natural to ask the why, but there may be certain situations where answers aren't going to be ready and, and adjusting and accepting that those answers aren't going to make you feel better or be known in some situations. Is, is think, I, I often think of myself, I, I would be a much better therapist if I had taken more classes in like existential philosophy or, or existential <laughs> psychotherapy as, as a grad student, because I, I think a lot of, a lot of issues do come down to ultimately how do people think about uncertainty mm-hmm. and, and lack of control, right? Yeah. Like fun, are, are people really okay with the idea that like some things are just completely unknowable. You will never know as well as you like the answer to some question, right? There is no matter how hard you work, you will never be able to control this to the degree, degree that you wish. And I yeah. think that's a, like those kind of existential tensions are, are like at the heart of so many of these struggles. Like, why can't I let go of this thing that happened to me in the past? Well, like maybe it's, it says something more fundamental about your relationship with uncertainty and like how yeah. you, your tolerance for uncertainty in general. Yeah, or, or loss or pain, you know, I mean, uh, oftentimes with death, you, you see these types of questions, even with grief, you see a lot of people who 
are resistant to kind of acceptance there. There's a, there's a permanent kind of resignation in some ways rather than an acceptance of that loss. And um, yeah, all sorts of different uh, ways to arrive at that place. But um, yeah, uncertainty seems to be uncertainty and lack of and, and control seem to be at the heart of a lot of anxiety, depression kind of issues. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.